kill you. Oh my God, that's great. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark four, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Body Protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will and with me today back from a recent trip to his homeland. That's right. He came to Tennessee. It's the one only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? Nothing much. Just got back from game night and uh, feeling excited to talk about it. Or not game night, but the game. But the game. Feeling excited to talk about the game. L game. L game. Yeah. And I got to say, it's been uh, an interesting and fun recent events for me, I think, with uh, Marvel Christ Protocol because we had an event here in Memphis recently that had a pretty good turnout. I think we had over 20 people show up or no, showing 19 here, but 19, I think Sean said someone had to like, someone couldn't come for a reason that I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I'd say that's a pretty good turnout for our local scene. We had a, a lot of locals. We had people come from Jonesboro, Arkansas. You brought yourself and, uh, the superior Josh to Josh Alpha, <laughs> <laughs> Josh Alpha, yeah, to uh, to up, up to Memphis, which was good and nice to know the story behind why Merzane is your name, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Finally, all is revealed. It is finally revealed, and then um, you know Matt Sanders, one absolute, came all the way from Chattanooga, which was awesome. We had Justin Jimmy DeHand uh, from Nashville. We had. Mitchell from Nashville, he came over, which, uh, you know, I got to play him in round one. Really fun game. We'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, what did you think of the event overall? I thought it was a really chill, fun event. I know you had a little stress. Um, I definitely lost some years off my life in that tournament, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I had a blast. I also got to play Mitch. It's funny yeah. enough. That's, it's funny how that works out at these little events. You end up getting to play the people uh, that you want to play. And it's funny, you know, with talking to Mitchell and everything, he's like, man, I got to play the people I wanted to play the most. It's like, I, I'm, I'm glad for you. <laughs> he's such a nice guy, man. He really was. We had a really good game. I felt a little bad. <laughs> well, why did you, why did you feel bad? What, what happened that made you feel so bad? Uh, the score. <laughs> okay. So explain. Uh, I need, I need, the I, need score. A, I need a story. Uh, so, he was playing Avengers because he was trying to learn something that wasn't Guardians, I believe, was what he was saying, because he'd mm. been playing a lot of Guardians. Black Order. You, Oh, he normally plays Black Order? That's what he yeah. plays? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Ask me how I know that. Uh, how do you know that? <laughs> uh, because I played him in round one, and I was playing Black Order, and he was like, cool, I know what you're going to be doing here. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. Yeah. You're yeah. like, uh-oh, yep. stinky. He knew all the tricks. I was like, I'm going to try to execute somebody. Ah, crap. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, uh, he was, he had the exact opposite problem, right? Because he's trying Avengers, and I, I had been talking about how I wanted to go Midnight Suns for a very long time, and I was really planning on it, 
The yeah. night before, Josh Alpha and I played a game. Uh, and I played Sam, because I was just really trying to decide if I wanted to play Sam, because I knew there'd be a lot of attrition. And it felt like going home. It felt like I had walked in the front door of my you know, my parents' house with like dinner on the stove. I was yeah. like, this is, this is right. So I played <laughs> Sam. And round two, it's me and Mitch. Mitchell, I don't know what he preferred. I forgot to ask. Uh, but we're playing Scoundrels and Research Station. He's also playing Sam. He does have Steve 1, I think. It's either Steve 1 or Steve 3. He had Steve but 1. Like, I'm pre- uh, yeah, that was right. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's going to play Sam, because if he plays Steve, I think it's just going to be really bad news for him. So I go 6 wide at 20. He goes 5 wide. We both bring Hulk. And um, I was expecting him to be a little bit more aggressive on Researcher, because if you've played enough Researcher, you know that like it's the most important piece of crisis on the table. Yeah, Scoring that 2 every round and dictating where it moves to is extremely important. So he moves his Iron Man up to the left side, Scoundrel, and leaves him there and parks him there, and he never moves from there until I move him from there forcefully. Sam moves up to the right. Uh, Bill double moves to my right. Hulk moves up and throws his Bill off my point, and then my Sam moves up and throws a shield and does four damage to his Sam to move him off the point. Oh, my God. Because uh, you don't get cover at this point, baby. And then yeah. I think I did like a damage into his Crimson Dynamo or something, who's sort of like on his back researcher, like on the station. Like he's not actually on the researcher. Mm, interesting. Um, and his Hulk did something. I don't remember what his Hulk did. His Hulk just kind of like walked around, but he didn't put two, two or three guys on the middle point like I thought he would. So I put Hulk and my Hulk and my um, Crimson Dynamo on the middle point and uh, made it mine. I think Hulk came up and contested, and I was just fine with that. And it just kind of went downhill from there. Uh, I kept the researcher control the entire game until like maybe the last round when it didn't matter. I scored three scoundrels every turn. Uh, eventually, I think I scored four scoundrels in one turn. Oof. Um, and just like played a ver played my like signature sort of not like I'm the only one, but like what I classically used to do, which is like really weird, like defensive tech Sam and yeah, like getting an advantage and just like holding it. Yeah. And uh, ended up winning 17 to six, um, which is not an indicator. My, one of my biggest problems with MCP is that's not an indicator of how like close or not the game was because there was a few times I was pretty sure he was going to come back. Yeah. Uh, Dynamo can do Dynamo things. And every time that man shoots, I'm scared he's going to wipe out an entire team. Yeah, for sure. And luckily for me, he didn't. <laughs> I think we, I think we both rolled pretty okay. I almost killed his Hulk after putting a lot of work into him, but I, he ran him off. So I just said, okay, you can, you can have him. I don't, I don't need to kill him. I just wanted him to be scared. Yeah. Um, my Hulk really didn't take a lot of damage because I kind of kept him on the back foot until like late into round two after his had taken a bunch of damage. And I just used him as a control piece and he just wasn't really prepared for that kind of Sam game plan and yeah. didn't have the, the reps to, know how to work Sam to counter it. And I do know what his Sam list is capable of. So, cause I, I played it uh, or something similar to it. Yeah. Like I had every, every one of his characters were in my roster. <laughs> I could have easily played his exact list. Nice. And that, uh, that would have been funny. 
That would have been very funny if it was an exact mirror. I was kind of scared of it, but I had a feeling he'd be a little nervous about going six wide. A lot of people seem to be nervous about going six and seven wide, and I I am not scared of yeah. going six or seven wide. I, I actively choose not to a lot of the time, just simply because I I want to play a certain piece or whatnot. Like, I had multiple instances, not necessarily in this tournament, but in recent games where it's like, okay, well, I could put six pieces on the board here, but I really want to play, for instance, Jean Grey. And I know that if I put this five-threat character out here with a bunch of four threats, I'm inherently going to be lower. But you know what? That's the character I want to play, so I'm making that choice. But I definitely think that in a competitive environment and stuff like that, and like at a tournament, don't ever be afraid at 20 points to put as many activations on the table as possible. Yes. But with that said, though, you can still win only having four activations. You just have to make the most of those four activations. Yeah. Well, he he ran five. It was five to six. Um. I don't remember what his last guy was. It was it was Luke Cage, I think. I think he had Luke Cage or, or something. I don't remember. I don't remember. I took two twos. That's why I got to get to six, and he did not do that. Yeah, um, well, that'll do it. And, uh, yeah, like, it was a good game. It's just, uh, that one was definitely one of a, a, an early mistake or two. You know, not piling on the research or not realizing how important it was until maybe end of round two when it was too late. That, like, lost the game, but. Yeah. Other than that, it was a really good game. He was a really good guy. It was a really fun. Uh, he was a really fun opponent. Uh, he was very excited to quote, get into the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, it, it's where you belong. We all know this. And uh, after this weekend, I'm I'm glad that you got out for a little bit of R and R. But it's time to get right back in. Yeah, very unfortunate. Um, I do kind of like it in here though. Uh, people can't CG army in here. It's yep. safe from him. Yep, that's true. I don't think we had too many CGRs at this event. It was exactly two. There you go. There you go. So, you know, it was a really great event. I played Mitchell as well, round one, and he took me down. It was a very close game, a very good game, very fun game, and it is one of those, like, lopsided scores again, but the game was much closer than this. It was, he ended up winning 16 to 9, and like I said, I was playing Black Order, but I was playing a Thanos and CGR-less Black Order. So only Corvus as my leader, and then I had Black Swan, Black Dwarf, and Proxima Midnight with Space Maw. And then I took Supergiant out at the last minute and added in Zemo, which seemed like the right decision in a a few games. Um, But our game was really great. Mitchell, uh, you know, he played really well, and we were playing on Legacy and Gamma, which... I was like, oh, okay, this is, I could do this. And I saw his play to go and, you know, assemble Voltron and, and win. But he did it early. So he went to get the legacy cures, both of them, onto Beta Ray Bill. He had, he had two of them on Beta Ray Bill. And the third one, no one had picked up. It was just on the table because we were just fighting in the middle. And, I actively, again, was one of those things where it's like, I want to win this game. I want to do as much killing as possible and then try to, like, run into points or victory in that way. Like, that was kind of my goal. And I learned a lot, you know, and it's also worth noting, first time ever putting that list on the table, and I've talked about it many times on this podcast, don't go to events expecting great results if it's the first time you've ever put a list on the table. It's No. It's, that's okay. 
but I also wanted to see you know a little test your metal moment a little bit. So I didn't have the performance that I necessarily wanted, but it was playing something different, getting out of my comfort zone, and playing Black Swan, like I talk about on this podcast all the time, it's a character I just love and that I want to see do more and and have more table time with. And I felt like that this was the best opportunity to do it in Corvus Black Order. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So in this matchup, he played Sam. I had um, Corvus, Proxima, Black Dwarf, um, Black Swan, and Bullseye. That's 19, right? Yeah, we played at 19. And I really was happy with that list. Like, Black Dwarf, man, like, (laughs) that character could be a legit good character, but it's just held back so hard. What is it that holds him back? So, his extreme lack of mobility is, is very difficult. And, like, he's a four threat, so he doesn't necessarily need to move everywhere all at once. But then he's also got the Enforced Oblivion superpower, right? And you might be wondering, oh, what's that? It sounds awesome. And yeah, it does sound awesome. Because what it does, it is an action, though, an active superpower for two power. This character makes a move action. The next attack it makes, this activation, adds two dice to its attack roll. So... That's great. Adding two dice is awesome. But we are past the point in needing something like this to cost an action that's not a charge. If this was a charge, this would be wonderful. If this was not an action and you just added two dice to your attack roll, this would be awesome. But the fact that it's an action, it gives you a move, and then you only get to make the one attack, it's really difficult. In At least in my experience. And then... Is six stamina on his healthy side, even with damage reduction, doesn't go as far as you might think. So, so yeah, Black Dwarf, he didn't he didn't do do what I needed him to do uh, in this particular matchup. But I I gotta give a shout out to Mitchell. I don't know what he did, but he definitely coached his dice ahead of time to where he said anytime I use disruption field, we're gonna make sure that those successes turn into failures. And he did. It worked out awesome. He had Crimson Dynamo on the table, and he was like, okay, cool, I'm going to use Disruption Field. I was like, please don't. He goes, but I'm going to. I said, okay. And so he rolls the Disruption Field, and those two successes became either a blank and a skull or shields or something every time, literally every time he used it. It was insane. I've played against Crimson Dynamo many times, played with Crimson Dynamo many times. The luck that his dynamo had on that superpower was bananas. I I'm glad someone had good good times with it because um mine did absolutely nothing ever. <laughs> so that's what was uh, happening. Is is Mitchell was absorbing all the luck from from you is what happened. Oh yeah. Did he play him round three, I wonder? I don't that know if he did. What happened. We'll if he did, out. that explains everything. But uh, it's that's definitely what happened. We'll, we'll ask him, hey, Mitchell, in the Discord, let us know if uh, tag me and Merzane if you played Crimson Dynamo in round three, because then we'll know. But um, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time him. going through through every single match and all that stuff, because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today, and we're kind of still in the intro period here. But 
I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Justin, Jimmy DeHand, for winning this this whole thing. He took it down. And shout out to our local Wade for coming in second. He's a very good player, a uh, really good guy to, to game with and stuff. And he was playing Hellfire Club, which was super fun. And uh, yeah, it was, it was good games all around. And I also want to give a special shout out to my last opponent, Lane. He's one of the guys that came from Jonesboro. And they invited us up there whenever we have an opportunity to go play. And I'm super excited for that. But our game in round four was nail-bitingly close to the point where it's like he ended up winning. And the score, again, 17 to 10, doesn't sound like it was very close. I actively gave up objectives in this game. He was playing Criminal Syndicate with Kingpin Leadership. And I was like, I'm going full kill. And we had Legacy and Demons, so I was like, this is my matchup right here. And Black Swan, there were two times that she did everything's dies, and it didn't work out, but every other thing she wanted to do in this match was gangbusters. It's like, this is why I love this model. And yeah, sure, whiffing on an everything dies twice feels really bad, but at the same time, she performed so well in this particular match, and really anytime I had her on the table. And then Space Maw was was excellent. Somewhere out there, a barn cat got its wings. And, um, <laughs> you know, it uh, it was just a really, really fun matchup to end the day. And also, the final thing I'm going to mention here, Merzane, I tabled Rob, which was super fun. Oh. Yeah. I, uh, I got to play Rob round one because I don't remember how he called me out or how I convinced Sean, but we played. and uh, Nice. It was a fun game. Yeah. Uh, what, one last thing I do want to say, if we're gonna if we're gonna move on soon, is um I want to give a shout out to my to to Josh Prime Josh Alpha, he played Claw, leadership, and went two two, at my the man. event his first event in years. My man, you know, it, and apparently he unlocked some pretty fun tech with that, right? Oh yeah, um he told me like a little bit about it, and we played a good bit so like with Claw, and it's um. It's interesting. Uh, it can be very frustrating to play against sometimes because you'll like kill something. It's kind of like playing Sam. Like you'll kill something, you'll throw Claw somewhere, and you'll be like, okay, Claw's not a problem. Now I'm going to kill something. And then Claw's right back, and you're like, oh, shh. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> and then he beam fives you and kills three guys, and it's really bad times. Um, yeah. But going 2 2 was pretty cool with him. Uh, I think he's wanting to try something different. I really wanted to play more Claw because I feel like he was doing good and it was really cool. Yeah, no, that's pretty fun. And that model is so amazing. It's so. a really good model. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. It That's one of the primary reasons he likes Claw and he likes, uh, he loves the model. Yeah. And he just really wanted to make him work doing a, did him with Electra so he could kill the grunts and move Claw. Oh, that's like, amazing. Kind of just had a bunch of really cool ideas for it. And I feel like they kind of worked. I think he just needs to refine and it'll be even better, but uh, we'll see. Maybe I can convince him that Claw is cool. And he's good in the uh, CGR because he can't be incinerated and he gets extra dice versus energy. That's right. That's right. And gets to push people away when they end their activation within three of them. So super yeah. spicy. It has Pierce on his huge beam five. <laughs> it's so good. I love it so much. So, Merzane, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today, and the first thing I want to discuss off the rip here is we're doing another House Party Protocol League. 
Now, the idea mm-hmm. for this league, there's no special fun shenanigans this time. I'm sorry. I know it's it's lame. Oh. I know. You liked the snap thing. I did too. Like it was weird and difficult to manage, but like it was different. You know what I mean? So anyways. Uh, I like that I got to torture people with spider foes. Yeah. And that too. But this is just going to be like your standard league. I think we're going to run it for about six weeks. There won't be any kind of tournament or anything after that. But basically the idea is that this is a Adepticon tune-up kind of a thing, right? Like basically the idea is while there is a competitive element to it, it is designed to say like for me, hey, I want to try this particular list at Adepticon and spoiler alert for the rest of the episode that's what we're going to talk about is the starting point for my Adepticon list and learning and all of that stuff over the course of a semi-competitive environment so that you can get better and whatnot. So like I said, run for about six weeks and hopefully starting the uh, last weekend here in January. So like um, kicking it off, I guess, on like the 29th. We'll let signups run for a week, kick it off on the 28th or 29th, and then it'll run for uh, until about the second week in March. So I think I did that math right. So like the the last week will be be that second week in March. Finish everything off, and then we go to Adepticon and have some fun. So uh, with that, it's going to be using the standard Challenger event rule packet. And the reason why is because that's what I'm playing in at the event. So that's why we're using the the challenger event stuff and you know banned and restricted all that stuff now the interesting bit of spice here is if a character's card has been fully spoiled it will be usable all right that is an important thing for this particular league that i want to to note is that if the card is available then you can use that character in this league and their tactics cards and I'm going to say for this, Merzane, and I'd love to get your opinion, we can make a couple of assumptions on where things are going to be affiliated. For instance, I can comfortably say that Nightcrawler is going to be an uncanny X-Men. I feel pretty good about that. I'm not sure, though. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where, where else he's going to go, but definitely in humans. He's definitely an inhuman. I'm, <laughs> I'm anticipating he is going to be in Winterguard and nowhere else. That seems right. That that sounds good. But anyways, what we can do is in the Discord, if you have any questions about where a character might be affiliated or not, obviously we'll have a league thing set up in the House Party Protocol Discord. Now, here's the thing. I want this league to be open to as many people as possible. However, the primary means of communication is going to be through Discord. So we're going to have a Longshanks event set up but we're going to be communicating mainly through Discord. I'm not trying to push anybody to join something that they they don't want to spend a dollar on a month, which is fine, I understand. But if you're interested in playing in the league, I would highly suggest that you check out the Patreon and you'll get a link to the House Party Protocol Discord. Make sure to check the rules channel and then you'll get the whole thing will open up to you. And, um, you know, just that I think is going to be the easiest way to handle things. Unfortunately, I, I, like, I don't know, maybe I, I can come up with a way 
to open the Discord for people that are only playing in the league and the only thing they see is league updates. I'll talk to Rob about that. He's our Discord daddy. And, and we'll see if we can make that happen. But if not, then the primary means of communication is going to be through Discord. And unless I can open it all up to everyone, to, again, to where the people that want to play in the league that aren't a part of the Patreon, again, I, you don't have to be. I don't want to force people to do anything, but I still want to engage as much as I can. Um, so I'll try to, to see what we can do and come up with something there. But anyways, Merzane, any thoughts on, on the league structure here? No, it sounds, it sounds good to me. Uh, have we decided on a rated or unrated? We have not decided on rated or unrated. So, Suits, if you haven't already looked, check the HPP League tab under the Discord and let us know what you think of having a rated league versus an unrated league. I know, Josh, you have opinions on this. I have opinions on this. So give us a short and sweet. I don't like rated. I don't think it needs to exist for this game. I think it's really silly. Uh, it sounds like everyone that's for rated always says, well, rated doesn't matter. And if it doesn't matter, then we shouldn't have it. Um, and all the achievements and cool stuff that people actually like and give a crap about in rated should just be uh, linked to unrated. And then the leaderboard should be done away with. And that's my opinion. Yeah, no, that's super fair. And look, I feel some kind of way about the rating too. Like I don't necessarily have a super passionate way about it, but I know that there's an argument for if we make it rated, then that inherently makes it slightly more competitive because certain people like, and not, I'm not trying to call it out or anything, but like Brian Freddy is a very good in humans player. If he plays in a league that is casual focused, but he plays as in humans and let's say he drops a game that could hurt his inhumans rating and put, and, and that could mess with that. And I don't want to mess up his standing there. If that's something that he cares about. So, I lean unrated, but I will go with whatever way the community goes. There's a pinned message to where you can check and see what you want to do, whether you like just click on the thing. If you want rated or unrated, just react. And whichever one has the more, uh, that's the one we're going to go with once the league is started. And right now, it's looking like rated is currently winning. So... Uh. So look, I'm I'm gonna go with whatever the community says. So get in the Discord under HPP League and uh, say which one you want to uh, to do the most, and we'll we'll get it going. But anyways, um, yeah. So I'm excited to do this. I I want to get better. I want to work on on the list I'm taking to Adepticon. This is another thing I talk about all the time when you're prepping for an event, whether that's your local event like we just had this weekend or a big event like Adepticon, practice, 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 and try to think about what you want to achieve with your list while you're list building and while you're on the tabletop. Sometimes in a particular match, it might be okay to say, look, I know it might not be optimal, but I'm going to play Claw here in this matchup and see what happens. And I think that that's the reason why a league like this can be very useful. And I know that the timing is also uh, maybe not the best because TTS League season, however many, is about to kick off. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Why not both, right? I'll be in both. Yeah, there you go. So, Josh, mm -hmm. real quick, what do you plan on playing in TTS 
new season and the HPP League? I will probably keep tuning the same roster that I'm playing. Nice. Uh, until it gets boring or I decide I hate it. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. So uh, for me, and I mentioned this before, I am looking at Wakanda. And I don't know why. I can't point my finger and say this is specifically the reason why that I want to play this other than it seems fun. I've had M'Baku on the table a couple times and have enjoyed that. I haven't played a ton of Wakanda lately. King T'Challa seems super interesting. And I have found myself enjoying the control game a lot more than the try-to-kill-your-opponent game. So that's where I want to live my life, I guess. So yeah. You just want to be cute. You want to use the new Wakanda models. You want to put that big water waterfall thing on the table. <laughs> no. No, I do not. I'm sure we're going to see some of those at Adepticon, though. Oh, I'm sure you'll see a lot of them at Adepticon. Yeah. So, anyways, let's start, Merzane, talking about my list here. We're going to do like we always do, kind of go through the characters, then go through the tactics cards, then the crisis, all that fun stuff. And, again, this is Wakanda-focused, and I also want to give a little caveat here. My primary goal, or at least the time being, is to play King T'Challa and that leadership as much as possible. That is mm -hmm. the, the stated goal. All right, so I'm going to be leaning into that as much as I can. With that said, though, my characters right now, we've got original Black Panther, original Killmonger, King T, Usurper, M'Baku, Okoye, Shuri, Captain America Sam Wilson, original Iron Man, and The Blob. Yeah. I do like King T a lot. You like that? I like King T. Feel that free really to bogart that. Smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I smiled. Yeah. I smiled pretty wide. Yeah. I mean, I also could say Killmonger you, but that doesn't seem as good. You could just call him Kill You. Kill You. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming uh, up with all the names on HPP. There it is. So, Merzane, what do you think about these initial character selections? I, I like a lot of these. Um, I think there's some really cool tech in here. Uh, I like that you could potentially do an Avengers uh, flex. I know you won't because well, oh, you don't love me enough. No, no. Could. Look, I, I will say I low-key, not low-key, but low-key thought about that as I was building this roster. I was like, hmm, if I throw Captain America and Iron Man in here... I could actually do a. I could have like a Black Panther, Captain America, Iron Man, and then maybe a couple other characters on the board, and be like, "All right, what am I going to play?" <laughs> you know what you I mean? Could, you could you could even play King T in that slot instead of yeah. uh, Black Panther. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things where I'm not against the idea of potentially flexing to Sam, but I also want to make sure that my tactics cards work, and that's kind of the big thing. Right. You know, yeah, I, I, I like this initial uh, this initial set. I think for me personally, I would choose one of the Killmongers and put another uh, put another character in that slot. That's a little bit more control focused since you're trying to lean a little bit more control. Yeah. Um, maybe like a Gwen or a Miles so that you have some 
some more pulls or a steal because you don't really have a like a dive or a way to like go get an objective if someone starts taking off with it. So it could be like a Spider Woman or a Miles or a Gwen. I think something along those lines. One of the one of the Spider people would be a good addition over one of them. I think you can keep one of them. Yeah. Well, I think there's one that is clearly better than the others. Um, with that said, though, I want to take a, a second to talk about like one of the Killmongers, right? Because yeah, when we look at Killmonger Usurper, I like his leadership. I don't love it. I like it. And I think that it's one of those where it's like on something like hammers, it seems really good. You know what I mean? Because if you can get a hammer, then give the character that has a hammer one of these herb tokens. And now all of a sudden, they're not just getting one extra die for the hammer. They're getting two. Yep. So flexing into that seems good. I don't think that his kit as a whole is good enough to warrant just that one particular instance that I have identified as a potential benefit. Yeah. I I think his leadership is cool. Like it's pretty much just winging it, but slightly worse. And if you don't spend winging it, you uh you instead get to do cubes, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cool shenanigans people are going to figure out with it. I agree. Uh, like Rhino can get three power or two power from it. I don't know why I said three, but two <laughs> power from it because uh, an allied effect will damage him, and then he gets power for that, and then he gets a power for the leadership. That's yep. kind of cool. Like, there's probably some cool stuff you can do there, but I think you're not building your list for Usurper. I do know you had like a really funny thing you wanted to do with Usurper. <laughs> Wait, uh, wait, which one? Uh, weren't you saying you wanted to have like three leaders oh, on the yeah. board at one time? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, like, and that—that's the other reason why he's here. Is like, okay, now I can have King T or regular Black Panther, whichever one, Usurper and Mbaku, all three on the table at the same time, and play the game of which one am I gonna use? And see, you could still do that, but with. Oh well, no, you can't because you have to choose your. I was gonna say you could do it with Sam, but like, wait a minute, no, you gotta, you gotta choose your, you gotta choose your affiliation first. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that's really funny, actually. I do too. Uh, but like, I think like either Panther and and Baku is like enough of a a head scratcher because they do such vastly different things. Yeah, yeah. And here's an interesting thing about this discussion, right? And when you out there are building your list, right? So I have a ton of experience with Spider-Woman, with Miles, with Gwen. And there's no list lock that I am creating for this particular league. And obviously my list will be locked at Adepticon, but there's no list lock for the league. So when I'm building this list, I do agree with you that dropping out probably Usurper for one of the Spider-Folks is probably a good idea. However, I do want to put him on the table a couple of times before I, or maybe the digital table, before I fully commit to dropping him because I haven't had that opportunity yet. That's absolutely fair. I Honestly, I looked, when I when you sent me your list, I looked at it and went, I don't have a lot of notes. Like, <laughs> I feel like, partially because like, you know, 20% of it is completely uncharted territory. Right. Uh, and then the rest is like, base Wakanda and then some splash choices. So 
And your splash choices, I agree with. I, I love Captain America in Wakanda. Iron Man's cool in Wakanda. I think I see where you're going with Blob as being an out of activation, their turn push for extra damage. Yeah. Uh, I got that. I figured it out. I'm glad uh, you saw that. And he's also just really good. Um, just a super good three. Yeah. So, like, you have a lot of the makings of a good um, Wakanda list. I think what would be better than saying, like, I said, like, one of the Killmongers is probably my first choice. But I think before you choose that, we should just pick some, like, what are some other things you'd kind of think about slotting in? And then, like, maybe some potential points where they could go in. Um, yeah. And then, like, as you play and learn, you can start making those swaps and stuff. Because I, I think that you've got a really serviceable... Um, a really serviceable week one roster right now before before any changes except yeah. for one uh not character wise uh we'll get to that when we get to it though we'll get to that when we get to it i like it uh yeah i mean and that's what's interesting is when we talk about uh characters to slot in and stuff like that i mean the first choice obviously is any character that has a push or easy access to a push something like that again because i want to try to go with King T as much as possible. Um, and I also think that there's an argument for trying to find the cheapest characters possible since you're already going to be locked into a five-threat leader. I mean, how do you feel about that aspect of it? No, I think that makes sense. Like, I think you get more benefit out of it when you get more turns of pushing or out of activation, like out of turn pushes and stuff. Yeah. Like building building something tall like does not seem like it plays well into that leadership. My that's one of my primary problems with King T being five points is I feel like this is a leadership that wants to go like super duper wide and mm-hmm. maybe splash a five or a six. But you really can't do that. Um it's just really hard. Like Ulick or Hulk or um What's another good five with a push? Like Red Skull, Master of Red Hydra Skull, has a yeah. push. Yeah. Uh, Claw, Claw with his out of activation push. Yeah, Claw was certainly uh, a consideration. There, there are some super cool tech you can do. It's just that five, that, the number five on King T really puts a downer on some of those really cool lists you can do. Yeah, I mean, even Maybe Doctor Strange, purpose. the original Doctor Strange sounds like a really fun one. Yeah. You know. Uh uh, hashtag CGR hashtag. <laughs> could be really fun. get to damage them and incinerate them and move them closer. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, I, I think that definitely going like initially, right. This may change with age, but initially I think the, um, going, going wider, having, having lower to the ground characters will be a lot more beneficial yeah. to your game plan. If you're, if you're pushing, pushing the T pushing the T. Yeah. So, what do you think about like maybe a red guardian? Because he has his strike with the push on it. He is able to withstand some damage every once in a while. And he can bring the comrades keeper. Which is interesting. Yeah. I like that. You don't have a Luke Cage in here. I so. do not. Now if we want to try to get that Avenger splash action. We uh-huh. could then maybe bring in Luke Cage. Mm. I don't know. I like that. That that's a, uh sooner very frequently did the double uh the double heroes for hire with Luke Cage and Red Guardian's comrade keeper with Sam. Uh and it is obnoxious. 
to say the least. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, I, if I had Red Guardian, it'd probably be in my Sam list. I might need it. I might try that in the league, actually. Um, there you go. But yeah, I think again, like I think we should. I think that building a a cool little grouping of these are some interesting thoughts. And where they could slot in is good. Like yeah. Iron Man could go for Luke, but I think that Iron Man's fine for what you're doing. I think Iron Man he's, is locked in 100%. I think he's pretty close. Um, the Blob could be Red Guardian. Yeah. If you find that people aren't really hitting him a lot, because that's going to be the hard part is you have to convince people to hit him. Right. So that could be like your um, your Red Guardian slot because Red Guardian's got the guaranteed push. And then later, if you decide you want to drop one of the Killmongers, one of them could be the Luke. And then you've got the Double Comrades Keeper, Heroes for Higher Tech, and a Sam Flex, and a bunch of control, and a bunch of really annoying uh, crap, uh, <laughs> to put it lightly, that you can you can accomplish. That's really what old, it is. Like, Luke doesn't go into the push plan, but that's fine. Yeah, but it's <laughs> you, fine. You're fine with that. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So yeah, Blob is the one I would look at next, like your next splash to like think about, just because I think he's really good. I think he's like, don't I think he's really really good. <laughs> uh, I I think that he's coolest because people can get push out of action, but you need to make sure that you're paying attention to like how often that's happening and For like sure. discussions with people about like is it worth the slot or is he going to be better with something that's either a little bit more proactive, like we said, Gwen Miles, etc. Yeah, or uh, something a little bit more def- something that you can make someone hit. Right, right. Well, and you know, Gwen is certainly a character that is highly, highly valuable in in this list overall. I think one because of her web line that just push any size short. It's wonderful. Love it so much. But also the lifesaver because character like King T doesn't have the defensive tech that his four threat version has and keeping him alive is a very important thing. And, and even like a character like M'Baku with his two energy defense, keeping him alive, all of this stuff, I think with having that lifesaver is it's pretty excellent. Yep. Uh, she's also a very funny choice. If you want to spend all of your tactics cards, you can activate her advanced R and D to Okoye. Okoye does spirit of Wakanda. Yep. Then Gwen has two, so she can... Uh, oh, wait, no, because she had to do eyes at the beginning of the turn. Never mind, I'm stupid. Well, you know, it's it was an A for effort. I tried. It was almost cute tech. It would have worked it like two like years cute. ago. Yeah, I keep forgetting that they change yeah. stuff. All right, so... But... I've, I've got... Still, that's cute. I've got a, it is cute. I've got a spicy take for you. And... I'm going to need you to talk me down from this if you think it's bad. But it's something that I'm sitting here looking at this card and I'm like, this might be interesting. And that's Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl? Yes, because range four, army of squirrels, cost you two power. So yeah, there's a power cost, yada, yada. And it's a wild trigger. But it's got a wild push on it. and. It's a lead stun for two power. Mm-hmm. And she gets rerolls. And like, she does. I'm leaning into the idea of, like, I think this list as a whole, it's like, yeah, I want to play King T, but I also 
Like, I'm going to win on points, and I'm also going to beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I envision this list being in a lot of instances, right? Like, when you look at this list, you you fear that it's going to be more potent than you might think, maybe, right? Right? That's what I think? Yeah, it, I think it definitely punches up a little bit with uh, the pushy stuff. Yeah. So, I think Squirrel Girl is interesting, and then Keep Your Friends Close is interesting. So, funny enough, I was actually looking at Gwenpool for Keep Your Friends Close. She's trying great. to figure out, like... Uh, so, my problem with Squirrel Girl is she doesn't bring a whole lot of control. Like, yeah. She can't displace people. Uh, other than spending two stuff, power and with a wild. Other than this, and with a wild, right, exactly. And <laughs> yeah, like that's good, but you have to think about how often you're going to get the two power, right? And are you ever going to want to do tippy toe takedown to people, which is kind of cute and good? Um, and like she's hard to kill if you keep tippy toe on her, because like guardian squirrel on the back where you're forced by the way you have to sacrifice the squirrel so that she can live yeah uh but i think that she is a good character and i probably would not advise her for this particular list yeah i think that what she does just does not mesh quite as effectively as a lot of other options you're going to be able to put down i think i think like you're 10 we've already talked about some cool stuff that can replace them and she is already below those 10, even yeah. though there's maybe even better things that we could put in there. Like, I think she'd be really down the, on the priority list for this one. But yeah. I do think she's good. And I think she's a cool splash. Yeah. Someone out there, when I mentioned this before, the last character I think that we have to talk about here is Hulkbuster. Because someone mentioned, like, hey, why not Hulkbuster? And I think we kind of covered that with, like, this five-threat leader then you're throwing a six threat on top of it that's not even affiliated. That's 11 threat you're committing to for anything else. Yeah. That gets difficult, in my opinion. Yeah, and like, every time you look at Hulkbuster, he's really cool, and I really love him. And then you look at Hulk, and you go, oh, I'll just play Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Like, if we're talking competitively, like... Yeah. Hulkbuster needs, like, a little something. Just a little. Not a lot, just, just a little. Um, and like just in general, but in this list, yeah, like if you're not able to squeeze in Hulk, you're not able to squeeze in Hulkbuster. And maybe if King T did like every time you pushed instead of just once per turn, right? Yeah, you know, then we've got him and Shuri and Hulkbuster, and that's that's a lot of points. That's 14 points right off the bat, but like, right, that's a lot of pushies and a lot of damage that you can just get on people for free for doing literally nothing. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't, I would. Yeah. I think you're Um, right. I think you're right. I think it's an interesting thought. If someone can figure out like a good tall King T list, I certainly think that like he's a consideration, but, um, it might be better to do something different. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. I just felt obligated to discuss that. And then, um, you know, I think we've talked a lot about characters. I think Cyclops is a potentially interesting character here. Having that energy attack, being able to push at range four, potentially, obviously triggers, speed of sight, all of that stuff. Field leader, very good. I, I mean, think 
he is very cool. Field leader would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, but hmm, God, of all, it's just fourth threat. Such a hard one. To, it's like, such a match. hard one, dude. It's a hard one. Because like I could also just say Colossus because he's not control, but he's anti-control and he's right. big and he's so hard to kill. Yeah. And Dynamo, right? Like Dynamo. Yep. Dynamo. Dynamo. Yep. It's hard to say no to Dynamo or Bill or yeah, uh, Rhino. Rhino. Like, mm-hmm. All these like staples that are in so many lists just because they don't necessarily fit your synergy, but they just like do stupid things that everyone should have access to. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean Medusa, um, even I was about I was literally about to say Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're sharing a brain cell right now with Medusa. Yeah, we are. We are simpatico. But you know, we're talking about all this stuff, suits, and and this is what roster building is in a lot of ways. Is like okay, so you've got all these options and whittling it down and distilling it down into what could work and what's going to work within the context of what you're trying to do, which I think is going to reveal itself a little more once we get to crises and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing about this league and and what we're talking about here is, look, don't be surprised if I show up with Medusa in one of these lists, right? Like the core of this list isn't going to change so much, but maybe I have Medusa today. Maybe I bring in Ms. Marvel one day because she has a push. Maybe there's a Venom or Merzane's favorite, a Mega Red. Mm, he cool. You know? He ugly. He ugly. So it's one of those things where when you're building a roster and everything, don't be afraid to mix things up and and grow with your roster throughout your games. And like Merzane said, take stock of, okay, Blob, how many times have I been using Haha ha, That Tickles? Has it really paid off? Is his thunderous splash something that I'm doing often enough and hitting those triggers to where people are being pushed away? Are these things that are being reflected on the tabletop of how I think they should work? Or is it more something that's just kind of cute and when it works, it's cute, but it's not great? Those kind of things. So I mean... The, and then the other, there's the, so there's all the tech that we think about like weeks and weeks, weeks before. And then there's exactly what I did on Friday night before the tournament, where as I was losing consciousness on Sean's couch, I, uh, I had an epiphany that I should drop Honey Badger for Crimson Dynamo. And then I did. <laughs> and it was <laughs> worth it. Worth it. Big worth. Yeah. Yeah. Just it, sometimes something comes to you in a dream in the middle of the night, the night it. before. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely, I think that all, Makes a lot of sense. And I hope, Suits, that you're getting something out of this. Let me know. You can send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com, messages on Discord or Facebook. Let us know what you think of our discussion here, if this has been official and talking through this stuff. If you're getting any value out of it, I'd really like to know that. And also let us know some characters that you think might fit in this and the reasons why. Because while we play this game all the time, that doesn't mean we know everything. Believe me, I always am asking my opponent, hey, what's that guy do again? Because I don't remember half of it. But let us know, because I'm really curious to, to hear what you guys have to say. So, Rosane, are you ready to move on to tactics cards now? Yes. All yes, right. I am. Why don't you read out my tactics cards? Um, so, we have Jabari Chieftain, 
Spirit of Wakanda, Wakanda Forever, Vibranium Shielding, Brace for Impact, Sacrifice, and Helios Laser Bombardment. Now, Will. Yes, sir. That's seven. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple missing here. Hmm. Okay. So I just was I was making sure I was worried you may not have remembered how to count to ten. I mean, it is difficult. I did have to use my fingers and my toes because of how cold it's been lately. Some of them have fallen yes. off. But um And it was also funny because Jarvis I used Jarvis protocol and it had a little exclamation point like, Hey, this list isn't right. And I'm like, What are you talking about? He sent me this list, it's right. Yeah. And then I I flicked over to Team Tactics cards and went, Oh, it yeah. ain't. Well, You're right. So when I did this, I basically just threw in all the new cards because I felt like there were some interesting things here. Like Kila Luna's Glory is a Killmonger or Injadaka specific card where he gets to make a mystic attack and the target character loses power equal to the damage dealt for each power lost. This way, an allied character may gain one power. That's the attack that gets done. And... I brought this for Usurper, where if I take Usurper, being able to do this attack seems pretty good to pass out some power to some friends. But it's not necessarily one I need to have. Same thing here with Bass Blessing. It is also an attack card that T'Challa gets to make for three power. And range three, six dice. Before damage is dealt, he gets to place within range one. If he rolls two wilds, choose an enemy character within range two of the target character. It has not been targeted by this attack, and I can make another attack targeting that character. So it could potentially chain, which is interesting. But yeah, but the attack is range three. The hunter's joy part, the double wild trigger, is range two. So you don't get to like chain it super far. But I don't know. It seemed interesting, and it's adding a mystic attack to a list that is devoid of them. Was right. a part of it, and then lastly, I had synthetic heart shaped herbs where uh, Injadaka, so one of the Killmongers, can spend one power, and then he gains the poison special condition, but then he also gets a character throw or terrain throw of size three or less and throw it short. Which seemed pretty good. Yeah. I, th I think that was the one I liked the most out of all the ones that were like coming out in the, in the new pack. I agree. I guess, those aren't in, I guess those aren't on Jarvis. I can't see them. Unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I like those. Um, the attack cards are very much droppable, I think, because I don't see myself taking them. They're they're like the the tenth and tenth card, like both of them. Because right. reason being, and you know how I feel about this, brace for impact is gonna be in my list. Just if my opponent has any access to throws, it will be there. Period. So that's one slot yep. down. I'm probably going to be taking Sacrifice every game. Probably. Because I think... And I'll, I'll get your opinion on the... Actually, no, I'll probably be dropping Sacrifice for something else that we're going to talk about here in a minute. But we'll get back to that. So, uh, but you've got Brace for Impact, Wakanda Forever, Spirit of Wakanda. Is pro all three of those, probably no questions asked in the list. If I'm taking M'Baku, I'm taking Jabari Chieftain. That's four. Right. So then out of what's left, it would have to be one of those attack cards, Synthetic Herbs, which is only for a, one of the Killmongers, or Helios if I bring Iron Man. 
-hmm. And then there's Vibranium Shielding, which I really like. I don't think it's necessarily the great card, but as like your last Wakanda card, I think it's pretty good. I I think there's something very funny, uh, and you don't have it yet, but maybe I could convince you about uh, a turn where you do Vibranium Shielding and Stark Armory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's another one I considered Stark Armory too. So I'm actually going to go ahead and make that change right now. I think I'm going to take out Kila Luna's Glory and put in Stark Armory. That's a lot of resources when Iron Man hits the table for one character. Yes. Which, I have that same problem with my Sam list right now. It makes him such a target. I think what you do is, if you're taking both, you don't take them both on the same squad. You you look at the matchup and you look at the board and you think about like which and, and your team and which is most likely to each of this value. Right? Like if you're taking... Uh, a bunch of guys, which is the best for Helios. Right. Um, is there going to be? It's also cool for Stark Armory because it's more, you know, more attacks, more more dice. Um, but like, are those guys going to get a lot of power? Like, do you find that your characters get a lot of power in in Wakanda? And do you find yourself like having trouble killing like Hulks and Immortal Hulks and CGRs? And if you do, Helios is great. Yeah. If you're just having a lot, of, like, some trouble getting like that last one or two a lot of the time, like your damage is just always like one or two short, then Stark Armory kind of comes into play really well because uh, like you don't have to worry about your power gen to like make it work except for Tony, and you really only need three to get a good bubble on yeah. most of like the E objectives and stuff. Yeah. Which you probably take it. Like Stark Armory is probably a little better on like the brawling up the middle kind of games. And yeah. so like you could take both. I just don't think you do. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. I like that. Yeah. So I'm going to add Stark Armory in here. I took out the uh, the Killmonger one specifically. And then I also realized, now that I'm reading off all these tactics cards, that I left out Usurp the Throne. You did. <laughs> like an idiot. So, but look, if, you drop, if you drop that one, then we can drop the Usurp. But uh, Yeah. If he's in there, you got to have him. Uh, I have another interesting one, and I'll tell you exactly who sourced this to me. Uh, it was Mike DeLuca. Okay. Um, so if you got the blob, you take Warpath. Because uh, it doesn't matter what range anyone hits you from. Right. If they hit, if they hit him, you can Warpath forward, and they'll be in range three to be pushed from the haha that tickles. Yeah. Okay, so so here's what I've done so far. I took out the two attack cards, and I added in Stark Armory and Usurp, because look, yep. as soon as we read those Taxis cards out, Merzane, someone out there was yelling, what about Usurp? Uh yeah, I forgot about it. I mean, because I don't like the Killmonger. I mean, I like OG Killmonger, and he's going to see the table a lot for me because he's great um, when he gets going. But uh, I'm going to take out synthetic heart shaped herbs and put in Warpath because I do think that that is kind of cute and specifically for the blob. But I think we have a lot of tech right now. And the question I want to ask you is sacrifice because. I think the answer here is to take out Sacrifice and put in advanced R&D so that I can Spirit of Wakanda off the rip. Yeah. That, that, well, as, soon as, as soon as we talked about Sacrifice, I was, uh, I was like, that card will not last. Yeah. It's very good. But I, one, advanced R&D is nuts. Um, absolutely insanely powerful. Uh, Spirit of Wakanda is crazy. Uh, and, like, honestly, maybe addressable with this. 
I mean, um, yeah, th- this is a combination that's pretty insane. So, Merzane, would you like to explain how this works? Yeah, so you uh, you take any character, uh, a lot of people take Bill, but you take any character uh, that is not Wakandan, just because you can. And whoever you want to activate first, that's why it's usually Bill. Um, you advanced R&D, which is the card we would drop Sacrifice for. One power from them to usually a Koye, because a Koye, you don't really care if she has power or not. Right. Now, now a Koye has two power. And Okoye can activate uh, Spirit of Wakanda uh, because she has two power and it can be done at any time as long as you're the active player. And she gets a few different abilities that they can do. You can choose from three. Uh, Either all of your characters within two of this character removes two damage and that's it. All other characters within two of this character may remove all special conditions. Or, and the one you will choose because it's turn one, round one, all other characters within range two of this character gain two power. So all of your characters, except for Okoye, who you don't care about, just start the game with two extra power. And usually all of their really cool uh, two and three cost superpowers online for absolutely no reason. Yep. So with Bill, you would like go, you do eyes on the prize, you do advanced R&D to swap power over to uh, Okoye. Okoye does that. Everyone gets two power. Bill has three power or two power. He moves forward. He does eye stuff. He moves back. Now, next round, his uh, he'll get three power because he gains two passively, and his throw is online for round oh, two. It's so good. <laughs> uh, Gwen's pull is online, or her lifesaver. Yeah. Uh, she can literally long move forward, shoot someone, and have four power round one. Yeah. Uh, you can move and pounce with either of your... Uh, your Black Panthers round one. Like there's just so much you can do so early in the game and it just gets this power generation rolling quick. It is a two card combo, but the, the early advantage you should be getting from it um, should be more than making up for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And being able to play that eyes with bill and like, if you have priority, that is a combo from hell. Which I we think. also didn't mention, Bill, but I think that was just like implied that we're gonna look at other stuff before Bill gets like Bill gets brought up. Yeah, I mean, I think Bill's unknown quantity. He's a really good character, and I think that you know, as long as Eyes and the Prize exists, that while I am firmly in the camp that that card is not a problem and that he's not a problem, I understand the thought that people have with that being an issue because the advantage that you gain and it's whether or not you can hold on to that advantage by playing that is the key um but as long as that is a a a thing like yeah it's it's a given i think it's it's one of those like net good things you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah like i think the warpath thing is cute and interesting because i do agree that like the warpath if someone attacks the blob outside of range three and then he can warpath in and then, haha, that tickles or whatever. That sounds super fun. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. like that superpower name, and I think we should call it something else. What, what should we call it? Tickly, tickly, bo- tickly bobos. Uh, I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking we could call it um, yeet. Not see that's, that's a- the thing is though that is an on brand for the blob as a character superpower name. I know it's so good. It it is. There is nothing objectively wrong with it. 
it is all me. I'm the problem. <laughs> so here's an interesting thing about how Warpath, like I'm reading Warpath right now. For the I, first time, probably. No, I've read, I've mentioned Warpath <laughs> over and over again, but it's been a long time since I read it. After an attack that damaged an allied character is resolved, the damaged character may spend one power to play this card. This character may advance short toward the attacking character. So if I play that on the blob, it is his ha-ha-ha that tickles. If this character would suffer damage from an attack, it may use this superpower. Reduce the amount of damage suffered by one to a minimum of one. After the attack is resolved, if the attacking character is within range three of this character, this character may push the attacking character away short. Because both say after the attack is resolved, that's why you get to play Warpath before. Like, you still play Ha 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 That Tickles. And do you have to? Yeah, you, you reduce the damage no matter what the range is. But it's if you're within range three, that's when you do the push. Yep. That's it. Okay. You get to make the decision because those triggers are awesome. Yeah. I had to learn a lot of these to play Shield. Yeah. See... It's little weird combos like that that, like, I see that stuff sometimes, but, man, that is a whole other level. Yeah, I probably would not have been able to see it if uh, Mr. DeLuca had not yeah. uh, talked to me about it. And I was like, oh, that's really cool, actually. So you got any other uh, suggestions about tactics cards, Merzane, before we talk about our final bit here with the crises? No, I think a lot of my suggestions would be, like, in the queue for other characters, like, obviously, Eyes and Bill. You know, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, no matter the cost, if you took one of the Steely guys, like um, like Miles or uh, Spider-Woman. And I, there was another one I thought of that I can't think of again right now, because we talked about uh, Rhino and Rhinobory, you oh, know, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, I think yeah. most, I think your like baseline now is fine. And again, we're just going to, we're going to see how stuff works and move stuff around. Um Brace could become sacrifice if you're feeling spicy. I'll never get rid of it. Because I'm sure you won't. <laughs> but <laughs> that way you can force people to fight the blob, um, stuff like that. But like for the most part, again, I think we've got a good a good base uh, you're going to be testing. So there's no reason for it to be optimized perfectly. We're going to be figuring stuff out. Exactly. So I, think it, I think we've got a good starting point. Completely agree. So secure... Crisis, which I think, and this is just where my head goes, this is what I'll choose every time I have priority. I want secures almost no matter what. Maybe if maybe the only reason not to is if I see senators across the table. Maybe. Mm -hmm. We can discuss that later. So, my secure crisis choices are Gamma Waves, Scoundrels, and Mare Fisk. So I'm sure you have questions. So Gamma Waves is Wakanda Wave. Like, we all know that. It's not, like, as crazy as it used to be because it scores less. It used to score six points. Now it scores four points because you could score two on the middle point and mm -hmm. three on your opponent's point, and now it's down to one and two, which is good. It's a good change. I'm not complaining. Please don't ever revert it. It is fine. I um, agree. So Wakanda Wave is a little nerfed because of that, and just the way the game plays now, like, and then, and then the nerfs to Wakanda in general. But it's still a very solid 15 that needs to be respected. So Gamma Waves makes a lot of sense here. Superpowered Scoundrels, 
Wakanda loves it. It's very control focused. It the cover and the rerolls is great. It makes them very hard to kill. They have a lot of pushes. They can push you off and then abuse you without cover if they want to attack you, or they can just force you off and score a bunch of points. It's great. Yep. Mayor Fisk. Mayor Fisk is sus. It, it's sus as hell. Uh, Fisk to me feels like you do one of two things. One, you either play criminal syndicate because you can put a guy there and not care that he gets stunned and your opponent just has to deal with that guy that counts as two guys. Um, or what I have done with it a couple of times is as like almost an anti web warriors thing. Like it's another up the mid, almost up the middle combat-y kind of punchy style. If you're not going into criminal syndicate, which you have some really crazy criminal syndicate secures here, by the way. Uh, careful if you go to criminal syndicate. I'm aware. <laughs> um, I was super worried about that. I was like, I was like, I'm pretty much building a criminal syndicate secure setup here. So if I run into yeah. CS, I might be screwed. Um, I think it's really cool into web warriors, but so is gamma waves. And um, I think it would be better suited as something else. I'm not sure what. I'm kind of leaning towards intrusions. So, but here's the ahead. thing. I agree with you that it's probably not the best choice because one of the things that King T does very well is gain power. And he does that with his vibranium spear, and then he gets to add the dice, so all the attacks, but also through Defender of Wakanda. And so whenever another allied character is dealt damage by an enemy effect, this character gains one power. So he's just going to get one power from that superpower constantly. It kind of hurts the rest of the squad, but King T doesn't really care about Mayor Fisk and being able to potentially have that four points in the middle of the board and, again, playing a control-style game, the idea of that anyways, is like, okay, cool. Well, if, if I pull Mayor Fisk, nobody wants to see Mayor Fisk except for CS, so if I'm able to control that objective and make my opponent have to you know, be scared or whatever, then that's good for me, is the, the yeah. idea, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's here. That, that is specifically why it's here. In terms of intrusions, I don't think I want to score slow. And that's what worries me about something like intrusions or demons or whatever, is I don't think scoring slow is going to be my answer to victory. Right. And so intrusions, it only being three points, and then if we end up falling into legacy or something, that's super slow. And I just don't know if I can hold out long enough to play that game. Right. That might be true. Like, I, I kind of get that. Um, that's the only one I look at, like, ooh, maybe not, though. Um, I would definitely give it a if you can get a couple rounds in on it and see what it how it runs, and also try to get your your sixteen like yeah if you um you can do like King T one of the Mbaku one of the guys one of the Killmonger guys that's uh yeah I mean it's sixteen's kind of tough to hit but I could do uh, King T Shuri and Okoye that makes ten and then I can put two of the threes in there. Yeah, or you could do classic Panther. You could do like your Wakanda wave and then just upgrade one of your threes to a Killmonger or to M'Baku. Yeah. 
So like you have options for it. It's not bad. So yes. 16 is not terrible for you. Um, I I would definitely give it a give it like a shot. Yeah. And like really determine. You could also do sword base maybe. Sword base was a consideration. I don't know how much you like pay to flips, but. Yeah, and that's uh, the thing. I think having Spirit of Wakanda makes it okay. Yeah. And then with the way that like a King T has his pounce, Killmonger has a charge, Shuri's going to be pushing people off points. Like I should be able to get back and forth between the points pretty easily. Yeah. So, Which you could also do that with uh, spider people, the portals. Yeah, spider, spider portals. portals is not going to happen. <laughs> that's not happening. That sounds like some trauma. No, it's, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> ask, ask Matt Sanders uh, about the trauma I had in a match that we played where I uh, rolled many, many skulls and no successes on flipping the portals. Dog, I, I've been there. I, yeah. I've so been there. Um, I, uh, I played against someone. I played against Josh Josh Prime, and uh, we played on Meteors, and uh, I rolled like five times. I rolled three times with um, Blade and missed two of them with a skull. No successes. <laughs> I missed two others that were empty with another character for a skull. And then Rhino had this epic play where he hit all three, all of them empty. And the last one, he rolled a skull and nothing else. Nice. It was so frustrating. It's <laughs> the worst. That's the worst. So another one that could be in consideration would be Cosmic Portals. The cosmic black order portals, but because it has the push, but I don't think the push is considered an enemy effect. It's a crisis effect, so it wouldn't matter for the leadership. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So save for sword. Yeah, I mean, I think sword would be the one, but I also, and that's another thing about this list in general, is finding the optimal threat values is going to be important. Yeah. Because especially if you want to focus King T. Exactly. Like I don't think I need a Koye as much. In this list, I think that she's fine, worth having, but I think she's here as a filler to threat right now, currently. But being able to say, okay, I've got my King T and Shuri, like that's that's the, the combo right there because those two together seem really strong with this leadership. And then yeah. can I put M'Baku in there? Yes, I can or no, I can't. Okay, cool. If I can put M'Baku in there, that's 12 threat that I'm committing to. And, yep. you know, that means I need another four threat to make 16. Or do I try to fit another two threat in this list somewhere? Like stuff like that, right? You know, so. Toad would be very interesting because at 15 you could do a, a new Wakanda way where you go King T, Shuri, uh, Okoye for 10. And then you can do a three and a two. Yep, exactly. But so, double two at 15 sounds whack. Double two. That sounds weird. Um. But anyways, so in terms of secure crisis, I'm going to leave Mayor Fist for now for, again, the reason we talked about testing, trying it out, seeing how it works. Like, I'm confident that I don't want Killmonger or M'Baku stunned. I'm very confident. Oh, wait, never mind. M'Baku's immune. So, ha, there you go. Oh, whack. That's why it's in there. Maybe, maybe we found, maybe we have found the true secret deck. Yeah, there it is. So, uh, so yeah, you know, anyways, extract crisis. Zane, you want to read these out? Sure. So we have uh, Research Station Attacked, Fear Grips World as Worthy Terrorized Citizens, and Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership. You know, it's funny. 
Um, I recently built an Avengers list, and uh, I took it to a tournament in uh, Memphis, and uh, played this exact same, <laughs> this exact same extract setup. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, you know why I love it? Let me tell you what my theory behind this is. Why? It's all neutral. Yes. Like, if your opponent picks their secures, which a lot of people do, uh, they don't get to do midline grabs on you for real. Like, they're going to, you're gonna, you're gonna be playing four VPs for the most part, or three if it's research station, and none of it's gonna end up like with. Usually, you're not gonna get an advantage state in their deployment zone again with like a bill or something. Right. So it shuts off eyes plays. Um, it forces neutral interaction, and if if you're doing it correctly, you're playing a heavily secure game. Yes, and and that is why I picked these is for that reason, and also I think that these hammers are just generically a good thing. Just yeah, off the rip, everybody loves a hammer except for Shuri. Don't give one to Shuri, but unless unless you're like at the end of the game, it's going to win you the game. But everybody loves a hammer, so hammer's good, and. With Research Station, again, it's a control aspect of that crisis where, okay, can I put a person on it, can they survive, and can I control the rest of my opponent's team off of that point? That's the question. Can I answer it? Uh, I think... Sorry. No, I'm... <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think you do. I think you have the control for it. I think you have the, the tools to work. And like I said, like, even if you like anyone can play these well, it doesn't have to be you to play better than your opponent. These just equalize and normalize the early game state for you so that you can get stable and start winning on secures. And I think that's all you need. Like as long as you're even, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Scrolls is just good. I mean, it's no one likes moving up to the middle and potentially getting pushed into their opponent. Oh, did your other will there? tell you what i did to him with you told me what you did to him did i tell you what i did to him okay yeah yeah it was rude it was should i say it yeah just tell everybody what happened to old will uh so will was playing um spider foes and uh i i think in a normal situation any situation besides this one especially if i had priority he made the right call which is to put his sinister traps on my scroll um so i couldn't move up and grab it and then move away because i'd have to like get pushed and take damage or whatever uh so he's he has priority because I never won priority in, in Memphis. Uh, I I lost every sing, priority every single game. Um, he moves up with Toad and picks up his own scroll, and fails to roll a crit or a wild. So now he gets to get pushed. And as soon as he picked up his dice to roll it, I think we both simultaneously realized this could go really really bad. Uh, so he rolls. He doesn't succeed. So I get to push Toad. Uh, I push him forward towards me, which puts him within range two of the Sinister Trap, which uh, now triggers his own Sinister Trap, dealing, yeah. I think it was two or three damage to his Toad, mm. uh, and pushing him even closer to my to my deployment zone. Mm. Uh, so now this guy that expected to move up and grab a point and move backwards is now <laughs> staring at all the characters on my deployment zone. Uh, and he will just moves Toad back medium and like sits on the middle point or just off the middle point or something. I don't remember exactly which. And uh, Hulk comes up because he has no power sometime later in the round and just tosses a size four at him because he can't brace it and kills him. 
Beautiful. And I get a point. Beautiful. Yeah. No, uh, that's... It, it was very funny. Very unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Not unfortunate enough for me to stop. Well, I obviously. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd have done it again, but it was very funny. It's, it is, the best part about it is like the mutual realization that happened. I wasn't present for this interaction, obviously, but like I could just envision both of you at the same time going, oh, but in yeah, very yeah. different ways. I, I'm pretty sure, because he said as soon as he picked him up, he, he noticed it. And I, I was basically at the same point. As soon as he like goes, I'm going to grab it with Toad, I thought, oh, he better hope he hits this. And then he did not. I went, oh, I'm sorry, friend. Yeah. This isn't going to go well for you. Yep. It'd be like that sometimes. But anyways, to finish off this list here and everything, uh, Brzezane, what are we going to call this list? Because I had a placeholder name, but we got to come up with something. Uh, hmm. I, you know, I had a weird name for it, like King T, but. Uh, King Sweet Tea or uh, Good Old Southern Tea or something like that. Like I'm, old... I'm, I think I think I might have it, and um, I apologize in advance. Oh God, I'm scared. <laughs> just, just a second. Okay, <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's bad. It's You're bad. crying. It's when you hear it. Blob on my knob, Carrie. <sighs> God, <laughs> I was trying to be wholesome. I was trying to. <laughs> it's just so bad. Oh God, it makes me feel gross, especially when I think about him going, "Ha ha, that tickled." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just yeah. full body shivered. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's the strength of the white gorilla for you. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that's got to be the name uh, of the list, though. Just, I gotta do I it. I would like you. I would like you to say it one more time for the people who didn't hear. Blob on my and, knob, Carrie. Because it's the knob Carrie attack from Mbaku. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's something. We have, yeah. we have created a monster. Yeah, we have. It's a, it's a bad monster, too. It's, a, it's, it's, it's not good, but I'm, I'm writing it down here real quick because, uh, it's good. yeah. It's good. And and I even did a thing where it's like blob on my knob, and then in parentheses is the carry part, just to really belabor the point. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. God, <laughs> what have we done? What have we done? Look, that what that is going to be a secret code for the next giveaway, which uh, next week. Stay tuned. We will have information about. So be ready for that. And uh, yeah, that that's gonna be a code for that. That's gonna be something. Um, yeah, Merzane. I think that about that finishes up. So for our blob on my knob uh, list here, we've got Black Panther, Killmonger, original Killmonger, and original Black Panther, King T, Killmonger Usurper, Mbaku Okoye, Shuri, Captain America, Sam Wilson, Iron Man, and the Blob. Now, there are some honorable mentions, but I will talk about those on the podcast as I add them in, potentially, but you know, like a Medusa, Bill, etc. Tactics cards. Jabari Chieftain. Spirit of Wakanda. Wakanda Forever. Vibranium Shielding. Race for Impact. Helios Laser Bombardment. Stark Armory. Usurp the Throne. Warpath. And Advanced R&D. Again, a couple honorable mentions. 
One being highest on the prize if we bring Bill. Secure crisis. Gamma wave sweeps across the Midwest. Superpowered scoundrels. Mayor Fisk. Extract crisis. Research station. Fear grips the worthy, so hammers. And scrolls infiltrate world leadership. So if you want this list, it's in the uh, roster talk on the HPP Discord, which if you're interested in uh, coming over to the HPP Discord, where, again, that's where we're going to be having the communication for the league and everything there, check out patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month. And look, there's nothing wrong with signing up for the league and then dropping out. That is an option that you can do. I won't feel bad about that. I understand. But also, we would love to have you. It is the best community on the internet. I love it so much. There's great people over there. We have a good time goofing off. And it's it's just a wonderful community. I love it so much. And I would love for you to be a part of it out there if you're listening. And um, also, you can send us messages, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com or via Facebook or DM me on Discord. I'm at HPP underscore Will in most of the MCP adjacent discords, so definitely hit me up over there. I would love to chit-chat with y'all. And let us know what you think of this list. Let us know if there's any characters, tactics, or crisis, and the reasons why you think they should be added. I uh, really look forward to hearing what y'all have to say. Make sure that you subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. That way you can be notified immediately when I publish this podcast. And then lastly, Merzane, where can people find you? You can find me in the HPP Discord in a dungeon because people don't let me out. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Gamers Guild uh, podcast where we do uh, several things with some interesting, exciting things coming up. I can't talk about it now, uh, partially because I don't think we have all the details yet. Uh, but some interesting things coming up. And then uh, also we have a Discord. You can come and talk. Um with us uh it is not it was patreon locked at one time it is no longer patreon locked it is open to anyone wait shots fired i see i see that's that is just a statement of fact and uh not a statement of anything else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well anyways with that said party on merzane party on will power down suits